Hello and welcome to another episode of Science and Podcast brought to you by Science and Pictures Magazine. As per usual, your two co-hosts are here. I'm one of them, Madison Dix. There's the other one. Jared Adelman. That's him. But there is something unusual about this episode. This episode is so, so small. It's a mini-sode. Just we... a mini-sode. <laughs> because we have invaded Science and Pictures uh, in a little collaborative Science Friday type kind of thing. Yeah. So you may, if you're familiar with our host, Science and Pictures, you might notice that Science and Pictures, every Friday, posts a fun little comic and piece of new scientific research. And it's just, uh, it's fun. So now we're going to start doing mini-sodes about those fun Science Friday posts. So those of you who prefer to get your science via podcast can also join in the fun Science Friday fun. Indeed. Um, in fact, the one that we're going to be talking about now uh, pairs very well with the episode that's actually publishing at uh, midnight today, which is about our grasshoppers over Las Vegas. This paper, um, actually, no, it's not a paper. It was a lecture. It is not about grasshoppers, but it is about arthropods. You spiders. Know. If you yes. Know. <laughs> <laughs> it is about spiders. And uh, the subject of our mini-sode is a lecture titled Imaging and analysis of a three-dimensional spider web and application in sonification. Which is like a real tangled web of a title. It was. It was a very tangled web of a title. And also a very tangled web of an instrument, as uh, we, we will see. But this lecture was led by Dr. Marcus Bueller, Bueller of MIT, and with contributions from PhD student Isabel Sue uh, and Professor Evan Zipporin, also of MIT, as well as artist Tomas Saracino. And what is it about? It is about using spider silk and its applications in the audio realm. I guess if I were to try to sum it up in like five words. Okay, very interesting. I have not read the article. I have not really interacted with the post. So uh, I'm here to learn. Fantastic. So you're going to learn a little about spider silk, which uh, in fact has drawn the attention of humans for thousands of years at minimum. It I'm going to go all out, out on a limb and say that it, we've been interested in, since we've been humans and known about it. But uh, yeah, you know, like seatbelts are actually inspired by spider silk, for one. Are they really? Yeah, they are. I can't believe I didn't come upon that in my uh, research. What I did come come upon in, in in my research, and I'm really hoping that that this was satire, is this horrible story of this like <laughs> this journalism intern who was convinced by his publisher uh, to eat nothing but spider webs for a whole week. Um, uh oh. I was laughing really hard at first, and then halfway down, I started getting. Not even halfway down. I got really scared for, for, for the uh, person. But, you know, I have no idea if it's fake or not. I hope it is. But anyway, little tangent, as uh, we are known for. Wow. Okay. So wait, the results of that, I'm guessing were not great. Probably not. I mean, at the heart of it, spider silk is mostly proteins. Not necessarily proteins our body knows what to do anything with. But um, yeah, I can't imagine they tasted very good at the least. Yeah. Okay. So if we can't eat them, or if we probably shouldn't, what what uh what can we use them for, sound wise? Um, a lot because even in the modern world, the material that is spider silk is unrivaled in its in its versatility, being literally stronger than steel and also simultaneously ridiculously stretchy. So it shouldn't really be a surprise that humans have spent a lot of time trying to recreate it and understand its secrets. In this case, a diverse team of artists and researchers have joined forces to delve into a very intriguing aspect of, of spider silk, its acoustics. So think like guitar strings, because that's basically the premise of this. Yeah, like its ability to produce sound. That's Indeed. really interesting. 
thing. Okay, so wait, did they use it for like guitar strings? Yes and no. Um, we'll see what I mean by that in just a sec. I guess we will. We will. So within a spider's web, every single strand of silk is made up of lots of different proteins that when plucked or otherwise kind of, you know, stimulated, they produce their own unique sounds at the molecular level. Oh um, my God. Wait, wait, wait. So like when a spider is like across its little web, it's like playing music. Not that we can hear, but like those little vibrations are making sound. That is a really fun way of thinking about it because a lot of spiders are actually known to communicate with members of their own species through the strands of their silk. In fact, there is a really, really cool species of jumping spider that eats other spiders and it lulls them into this false sense of security by plucking their strings in a way that their prey would. So it comes down eager to get this prey and then the spider just, you know, bites it, kills it. I wonder if the spiders that the jumping spider eats were like really wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) They were many, many times the size of that jumping spider. So wealthy in nutrients, at least. That checks out for me. Okay, continue. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, back to those different proteins that make those different sounds at the molecular level, which we can actually measure nowadays. Um, And like we just talked about, spiders themselves are known to listen in, uh, listen in their own way, because they don't have ears, but they do have hairs all over their body that, that can pick it up. Well, yeah, the whole, I mean, the way that we hear is just little hairs inside of our ears picking up on vibrations. Oh my God, we're inside out spiders. Yeah, what sounds (laughs) like is just how we perceive vibration. Yeah. So they have little hairs on their legs to do it. We have little hairs in our ears to do it. And and our brains interpret it in different ways. Indeed, we have ears and spiders are their ears. Yes. They're their own ears. But... That's a fun thought to me. Arthropods always do really interesting stuff with their legs. Like, um, so many decapods, like shrimp and everything, breathe with their legs. Like, that's where their gills are. That's where their respiration occurs. I think my favorite that just came to mind is centipedes, which have turned their legs into venom delivery systems. What? Yeah, that's the fangs of centipedes are modified legs. Oh, okay, but not all of the legs are fangs. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, no, okay. no, no. That is exactly what I was imagining, Jared. You can't scare me like that. Oh boy, straight out of a nightmare. Um, okay. Back to spiders and music. <laughs> Before we veer way too far, far, far off topic. So um, a few other things spiders use their webs to pick up on are the sounds and vibrations of uh, prey and uh, danger awareness, um, of course, including that in- in- inter-spider communication. So to understand this often complicated mess of sounds uh, in human terms, the team in question sought to transfer an entire web into virtual space. Oh, cool. So what they did was they took uh, this uh, species, Cerdophora citricola, which is not important. It's a very important species. It's, it does a very good job, but you don't need to remember that name. Does it have um, a common name? I did not think to look because if it did, why wouldn't they use it in this article I read about it? But um, What does she look like? She, what does she look like? Give me one sec. Okay. Oh, they're cute. I don't think a normal person would find them cute, but they, <laughs> they look like they um, have this big shield on their back and they're otherwise just kind of brown and mottled. They're pretty. Will you hold it up to the camera so that I can see? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like a little kind of stripey brown fuzzy guy. Indeed. Yes. Like the term fuzzy guy to, to describe any spider. Kind yeah. of humanizes them in the, well, the correct way of using that word. spiders, there are the fuzzy guys and the shiny guys. That is true. Not, not, not even to mention sea spiders, which are the wet, crispy guys. Yes, that's correct. They're crunchy, I would say. Crunchy, crispy, same thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now that we've classified spiders, 
scientifically. Mm-hmm. We've classified them absolutely science, scientifically. But now let's talk about their webs. So when most people think of the term spider web, they usually picture what's called an orb web in their mind, which is mm. the, the one from Charlotte's web. It's that two-dimensional, sticky, spirally one. It's but, the Halloween one. Exactly. But most spiders don't do that. Um, in fact, most spiders make like a sort of mangled little mess that is generally referred to as a cobweb. Cobwebs are, they're made by spiders. Um, if you see them in your house, you got a spider there, which is not meant to scare you. It's its a good thing. They're eating and chasing away the things that you want even less. So I think a common misconception about cobwebs is that they're all abandoned. That like cobwebs are what happens when like the perfect like Charlotte's web spider web gets abandoned and like collapses into disarray, but that's not the case. Spiders actually create that chaos purposefully. And please tell us why. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a really interesting question. Why exactly do different species build their webs um, exactly how they do, which is something that I should not answer as as a non-expert, but it is an interesting line of thought. Um, I will for an arachnologist. Yes. <laughs> I will say that there is, like you said, there's immense diversity. In fact, there's other spiders that build webs underground and use them to reinforce their burrows. Yes. Trapdoor spiders. Mm-hmm. Trapdoor. Exactly. Trapdoor spiders, tarantulas, which are actually pretty closely related. So I wonder if that behavior evolved from their common ancestor. Anyway, not the topic of this. Um, <laughs> so going back to our little fuzzy Cirtophora citricola, uh, their web kind of looks like if you took a harp and put it through a hurricane and it just kind of barely made it through. But it's just one of those like jangled cobweb messes that it's not an ugly web, but that's the best way I can describe it to our listeners. Okay, um, sure. And that's uh, that's what they scanned in. They used laser technology and scanned thousands and thousands and thousands of different times from every possible angle and compiled them into a virtual three-dimensional model. Um, and this is where it gets really cool. So to understand the web sound in human terms, they took each protein and they assigned a musical tone to it. Mm. So basically, uh, it's an interesting way to sort of, sort, sort of look at the spider's web, not necessarily the way that the spiders hear it themselves, but... You know, this is the first time anyone's tried anything remotely like this. So we're just sort of, this is the experimental phase. Yeah, it's impossible for us to hear it the way spiders do, because as we discussed earlier, our ears are inside and there are legs and different. So <laughs> we definitely don't experience sound the same way we do. But I think translating translating what they do into something we can understand is a better model than trying to put our understanding of it onto them. You know what I mean? Exactly. And they even took it a step further because Isabel Sue, the uh, PhD student who was involved in this work, actually designed a virtual reality program that allowed the user to step inside the web and experiment with plucking the strings themselves. Or plucking Is that the... still available? I don't think it's like open source. They used it in, in a uh, presentation. I wish it was available for like common use. I want to play with that. It sounds so cool. Um, mm-hmm. But... I highly encourage anyone uh, curious to look this up themselves. Uh, I would probably just Google the spider silk music, or we will also provide a link uh, wherever we end up publishing this. So try to find, if there is a way to play with this spider silk song generator online, we will find a way and we will post it in the show notes. If it is not in the show notes, we encourage you to search yourself see if you can find what we could not. Yes, indeed. So this was... So, so cool. And I'm not even going to try to put uh, the music that they produced into words because it's just not something I I can describe. It has no key signature. It has no set time. It's just like, it's a cacophony in the best way to use that word because it wasn't bad sounding. It was like, okay, okay. It was just so messy. I couldn't really have any word for it. I would call that an ambient soundscape. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. It was like an ambient soundscape. 
Thanks. I went to art school. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, but yeah, so aside from how ridiculously cool this is, it also opens up an intriguing possibility um, that we've kind of hinted at. If we use live observations combined with models like the spider harp, would it be possible to take it a step further and learn to communicate with spiders themselves? Uh, would it? We're not sure. Um, this sort of opens up the way to that, though. Uh, being able to sort of ask the spider a question or ask the spider to do something in the way of plucking its web and sort of having it respond. This sort of technology combined with uh, the study of live spiders is going to be the thing to figure out if we can. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I want to talk to spiders. I mean, well... It's so, this brings into question the idea of like animal cognition and like what sorts of messages would spiders be able to understand? If a spider was able to talk, would it go beyond just describing what it's doing? Would it make objective comments about its place in the universe or its opinions on things? Or would it just stick to its needs? I have no idea, but I'm so excited that there's another door open into that possible world of knowledge. Hell yeah, man. Uh, but as always, um, only further study will make that possibility a reality. Until now, we have some really cool stuff to play with. All right. That is so cool. Um, and again, listeners, if you want to learn more about this uh, spider harp <laughs> <laughs> and the possibilities it opens up, uh, check out our host, Science in Pictures magazine. Um, you can find them on Instagram, science underscore in underscore pictures, just like we are, science underscore in underscore podcast. They're also on Facebook, Science and Pictures, and we have a website. Um, so scienceandpictures.com. Um, you can find all of the Fun Science Friday posts there. This wasn't the first one. This is just the first one we did on the podcast. You can find all of that there, as well as lots of other really cool peer-reviewed scientific literature translated into comics. And um, yeah, support them because... They are us. Absolutely. And also, I kind of have to say this. Please don't go around your house looking for spider webs to pluck because they're not going to make any sound that our ears can pick up. Leave those oh, yeah. spiders alone, please. Yeah. So, yeah, just to reiterate, they make sound on the molecular level. Only little spider, like, leg ears can pick up that <laughs> Your ears are too big and too far away. And don't go stuffing spider webs into your ears either, okay? Just be sensible about it. Well, I mean... I'm not going to say not do that, because what's what's the harm that could come of it? They can make pretty good earplugs, I think. What's the harm that could come of it, Jared? A spider's web that's not in use. I feel like there's a lot of harm that could come from willfully shoving spider webs up your ears. It's like the same thing as putting an earplug in, isn't it? Well, no. Your earplugs went through studies. They have to be confirmed safe before they're allowed to be safe. <laughs> just go putting anything in your ear, Jared. Be careful. That's an orifice. It connects to your brain. I will and will continue to put anything I see in my ear for science and experimentation because that's All how right. I live my life. So any week uh, from now on, you can just expect this podcast to maybe have one host because I don't know how long Jared is for this world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sticking that's... things in his orifices. Come on. Just the ear holes. Well, I mean, I eat stuff too, so the mouth. No other orifices. real? <laughs> <laughs> We should probably stop this now. All right. I hope you enjoyed this little mini-sode. So small. Um, if you liked it, please check out our full-length episodes where we do a lot more of this. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.